we have been really honoured this weekend since Wednesday night to have a team from Sweden here, as you guys know. And we've had an absolutely amazing time all weekend. It's been a load of laughs. <laughs> and they're hilarious, all of them. And they've been out on the streets witnessing, telling people about Jesus. And they've been they've painted loads of stuff in here for us. It's been absolutely amazing. It's an honour to have them. Uh, so I'd like to welcome up Pastor Patrick. He's going to preach. Please come up. So it's, it, it has really been a blast this uh, weekend for our team, Team of 12. Uh, I'm happy to be the pastor for these uh, youngsters. And actually, this girl is my daughter. She's lovely. So if you're holding on the right team in premiership and you are rich, you can speak to me and maybe I can set up a date or something. And we can speak about the team later because I want you to listen to me today. Praise the Lord. Uh, so we come from Sweden, and I'm already now. Uh, uh, want to say that we are honored to, and I'm honored to be able to stand here on this platform to share the word of God. I don't take that for granted, and I don't t take it easily. And I also want to say excuse if I speak a little bit swinglish. I hope you will understand most of it, and I believe that the Holy Spirit can tra translate it to you in your ear if I speak some bad grammar. But still, I know you. I speak better English than you speak Swedish. So. Stay humble. <laughs> okay? So it's an honor to meet you. And um, uh, I have a family at home, uh, one wife and three daughters, and one of them is there, uh, is here today. And uh, we have a church meeting at home this afternoon. And uh, it's great. I believe in mission trips. I hope you will send a team to our church to help out because. Something happened when you, you, you get abroad and, and, you, and God use you. It's great to serve the Lord on your local church, but it's great to, to meet some other local churches. You get some feedbacks, thoughts, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you. I, it's always uh, a blessing. So it's have been great to be and to hang around Becky and, and Barney. That is a it's so great people. You should be so thankful for them. And uh, so great people, faithful. And all the other I have met. So uh, God has something in store for this yes. church. Yes. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, so uh, before I share a word, uh, I want to just to mention you to learn to know me a little bit. My beautiful wife. I had a moment when I was young. Uh, now I'm almost 50. Look like... 30 and I'm going for 20. But anyway, when I was young uh, and on fire for Jesus, I took a decision in very young age that I will never get married because it will take a lot of time and efforts. And it does. But anyway, uh, I was thinking, it's better I am like Paul. I'm traveling, preaching, planting churches. And then my wife show up. And uh, she came to our church, and uh, we become good friends. And I wanted to stay like that. We were testifying on the streets about Jesus to people. And, and uh, one day when I was on my, in my factory, I felt some butterflies on the inside. I didn't know what that was. Some of you maybe know, I don't know. But I felt some butterflies. I asked my, my boss, uh, can, I, can I go to the bathroom? And I went to the bathroom. I was sitting down, kneeling down on the floor, and I was... I was just resisting these feelings. I don't want to be in love. 
I want to be like Paul. And the butterfly was still flying. And, and I, I did whatever, everything I learned on Bible school about resisting. I used everything, but the butterfly didn't leave me. So I didn't know. And I had some friends. And I, we went to some uh, meeting, Christian meetings. And I, I didn't consider it as meetings. I consider it as flesh markets. I saw Christian going uh, for girls and for boys. And, and they, they, it, it was, they were not pursuing Jesus. That was my attitude. They were pursuing the, each other. And, and I didn't like that. And I, I said, if something happened with me, when, with a girl, I will do it properly. I will do it divine. And I will be right on, spot on. If it some, will be something, then it's forever. And then it's for Jesus. And I, I wanted to be radical. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I had to say my feelings to Kiki. Katharina is her name, but I nicknamed Kiki. So I, I, I had an apartment with a, with a friend, and I told my friend that, get lost. Tonight, you don't come home before 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I said, why? I don't, I don't, you guys get lost. So, so he, he went. And then I invited Kiki, and we, we had a, some... Uh, coffee together and then we were reading a book. We were sitting on the kitchen table. We were reading a book together. The name of the book was Breakthrough in the Supernatural with Charles and Franz Hunter. And a really good title for me for the moment. Breakthrough in the Supernatural because I didn't know what to do. I was preparing to say my feelings, to, to, to describe my feelings for Kiki. So, and, and on the same time I was thinking that I was not playing with feeling as so many Christians they are playing around with feelings no I'm a man of God and I was thinking like this and then we were sitting reading and after a while I was thinking I have to do something I have to take the step so after a while I I put my arm like this on her and and, and she didn't respond and I start sweating. I would think, well, what should I do now? What should I say? And we were reading, and I can't take it away. And, and she would say, what was that? And the Lord. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So, so after a while, I, I decided, and I said, Kiki? And I was sweating. I was nervous. I do like this because I was sweating here. Anyway, no details. Anyway, uh, Kiki? I said, and she with her green-blue eyes, she turned to me. <laughs> and I was sitting. <laughs> and then, don't try this at home, you that are not married. But then I heard myself say, you want to hear it? Yes. I will tell it next time I'm coming. No. <laughs> I, I turned to her and I, I said, I heard myself said, actually. I said, do you want me to be the daddy for your children. <laughs> That's not a good start. So her answer was, you are crazy. <laughs> Today, I'm the daddy of three children of ours. And we are married since 28 years. And I, uh, when I, while I speak about her, I miss her a lot. I love her. And I, th I think marriage sometimes is not like just flowers and flying. I'm honest with you. But I tell you, I believe that when you put God in the center in a marriage, 
a marriage can grow stronger and stronger. It doesn't mean it's always easy, but it can go stronger and stronger. And actually, you can fall in love over and over and over again. And you know what? I still feel, while I'm speaking, I feel this butterfly. They never left me. And now I don't resist it anymore. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So we have a church at home, and it's... Uh, it's a church. We have a lot of young people in our church. Uh, when I, when uh, I actually become the senior pastor, I took over the church. And when I took over the church, we were a kind of church that was um, not so much outgoing, reaching out in the city. We were a strong uh, teaching church. And uh, it was great teaching, a very long meeting, and, and, but we didn't reach out. And, and, and I like to reach out. I think the gospel is too good to, to just let stay in a church. The gospel is too good. The love of God is too great to keep for ourselves. So, so um, we, we start working. Uh, we need to do something for, so, so, uh, for our society. We need to reach out. And we were that kind of church that we were proclaiming a lot. And I'm not against proclaiming. I believe in proclaiming. But we were proclaiming, we're going to take this city. We were singing, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden on fire. We're going to kick the devil because the devil is a liar. And stuff like that. We, we, we were proclaiming, we're going to take this city. And then the Lord just whispered to me and, and, and said something to me. He said, that's great. You're going to take this city. Uh, why don't start serve the city? Start with serving the city. Yeah. So, and it was just a small thought. And, and we, I was start thinking, what, how, how, how can you serve a city? And, and we start thinking. And, and we had a lot of young people in our city. Uh, lost young people with a lot of energy. I love young people with energy. Because I'm an old man with energy. <laughs> and, and we were thinking, what can we do? So actually we started a youth house beside the church. So, and we still have a youth house with skateboard, skate hole, you know, skateboarding. Some of you tried? No. <laughs> Maybe you break your leg. But anyway, we, we start to connect with these young people and, and uh, we let them uh, uh, help us to build this youth house. Today, we, we serve hundreds of young people every year and, and connect with both them and the, some of the parents and uh, see a lot. Since nine years, we have this youth house beside the church. And that was a great school for many of our uh, church members to be there serving, meeting young people with bad behavior, with bad uh, language and, and it was a good school for them to see that wow not everybody is so sanctified in our city <laughs> yeah <laughs> I said that's the truth and they start to learn to speak to them to connect with them and today we have we baptize some of them we have connection with a lot of them and and now they, they some of them uh, when they grow up and they don't go to this youth house anymore they call and say can you can we have a baby dedication uh, or uh, can you marry us and, and and because you are our priest I never said to them I'm, I'm a priest we just serve but they call now and say you are my priest can you marry us because uh, it's great to reach out, to find ways to reach your community, right? So church is actually created to be the church in the wild. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not created. Actually, this building is beautiful, but I don't care about buildings because building is it's good to, to train people. So think about it. Open your home. And I will challenge you today, and I, I will speak into this church a bit, and then after you, you have to... To pray about, pray uh, over it, and take what you think it's 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 uh, for you. Uh, I will give you some points, but I, I will start by reading a passage in the Bible, and I think you will have it on the screen. Are you ready? Yes. Do I speak good enough English? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. From Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter two, from verse one and verses forward. When he returned to Capernaum, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together, so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, they bringing to him a paralytic carried, carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let him down the bed on which the paralytic, paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the, I don't know, scribes? Scrib, yeah. scribes? Scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts. You find them everywhere. Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God's alone? And immediately Jesus, pursuing his, in his spirit, that they questioned it within, with himself. And he said to them, why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Lord Jesus, I pray that this word and what I want to say out from this scripture will speak to this church, will speak to our heart, and I pray that you, Holy Spirit, will, will serve people, will... will Ministry to people in different ways, yes. because it's so many different kind of people here this morning. You know exactly what they're going through, where they are in their journey with you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, we just admit that we need your Holy Spirit. And we pray that you will teach us today through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So you can say a lot about this story, right? A lot. I will pretty fast will highlight those carriers. It was some carriers here in this story. They were carrying the bed. And through this, I will try to encourage this church. And at the same time, I think I will speak a little bit prophetically about this church's future. Because you will see things exactly as Benjamin was in line to uh, see things so people will say, we never saw anything like this. Yeah. I believe people will say that about you, yeah. about what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. yeah. 
So these carriers can teach you a lot. So very fast, I will give you nine points. <laughs> now Becky get worried and looked upon the watch here. <laughs> See, but nine quick points, and, and maybe you can write them down, and, and then you can pray over every point, and God can speak. You, you, we could have nine lessons, but we will not. Only nine points. So, um, and it would tell something, reveal and unfold something about these carriers. And I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Are you ready? Yes. So then we go for number one. This is not rockets, uh, uh, it's not uh, big, big revelations now. But anyway, number one, they use their time for this. Yeah, that's right. yeah. They use their time for this. Yeah. Think about it. If they, no, I have to watch Premiership. <laughs> but they didn't. They used their time for this. Yeah. When the kingdom of God, we need carriers that are ready to give of their time. To do something for someone else. Yeah. And I stay there. Number two. They made some serious effort. Oh, yes. They made some serious effort. Yeah. Because they were thinking. How should we do? They made some serious effort. They were talking to each other. Listen to number three. They had a simple but still profound cause, vision. Yes. I said again, they had a simple but still profound vision, cause. Yeah. They don't just did it. They had something in their mind. They had a cause. They had a vision. <coughs> number four. You see, it's going pretty quick. <laughs> I see Becky. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, they were united around this cause and vision. Yes. They were united around this cause, around this vision. Right? Yeah, come on. They were not fighting. No. They were united around that cause. Now number five is spot on what the cause, what the vision was. The cause, the vision was to lead this man to Jesus. Yes. I told you I will be deep today. <laughs> their cause, their vision was to lead this man to Jesus. Number six. They did something outside the box to get the job done. They were ready to do something outside the box to get the job done. Actually, actually, they were a bit nuts. Those carriers were a bit nuts. So God is calling out for more nuts. <laughs> Number seven. Listen here. Number seven. I hope you understand my English. They took some critics. They took some shots for the cause. I think people were telling them, don't disturb the anointing. I'm sorry. Maybe now I'm touching some toes. Anyway, they were ready to take some critics, some shots, and to get the job done. Some people say, you can't do this. What do you do? You can't. To the roof? No. And, and, and the classic church statement came. Nobody has done this before. 
You know what? They had a breakthrough spirit over their life, this carrier. They had a, a spirit of faith. They had the mindset that nothing is impossible. Yes. Nothing. It's not just a nice song. This is a truth that we can live every, 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 every day. Yes. Nothing is impossible with him. Yes. And this is what the mindset of this carries. And God is calling out, not nuts, but carriers today. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Number eight. Listen here now. It's getting worse. They destroyed the roof to see the cause fulfilled. I'm not, I'm just quoting the scripture. They destroyed the roof to get the job done, to get the cause, the vision fulfilled. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves as churches, as pastors, as leaders, as Christians, are we ready to destroy some roofs? Maybe destroy some roofs that someone else has built? Are we ready to be pioneer? Because the thing is, we have to get the job done. Manchester, I don't know everything about Manchester, but I can say something because it's the same in Sweden. Our society, our junk, the culture in our society is not the same today as it was yesterday. It's changed, right? It changed. So the gospel will always be the same. Jesus Christ in the middle. Jesus hanging on the cross. He was dead three days. He rose again from the dead. He's full of power. He wants to come close to, to people. And when we lead people to Jesus, he can change them. He can totally change their hearts. Because to be a Christian is not going from, from, from evil to, 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 to nice. or, or It's going from dead to alive. Yes. We need to take people to Jesus. Right? Yes. But the method has to be different sometimes. And we need to be ready to change our method. Right? And it's hard for all of us. You know, change is hard, but it's necessary. Yes. I, I tell my church, we need to do whatever we can to reach new people, to reach out to our society. I don't want to see the same faces. I love you all, but I don't want to see the same faces year after year. We need to see more people. We need to lead more people to Jesus. And, and, and that's not the pastor's job. The pastor's job, the ministry, the gift of the ministry's job is to lead the way. Equip the people so we all can work. Yes. This church, yes. our church, all churches need carriers. Yes. Carriers that are ready to do these points. Ready to lift up and work and lead people to Jesus. And even destroy some roofs on the way. Yes. If it's necessary. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? And prophetically, I want to say that this church has great things in store. But nothing will be done without a lot of carriers. Yes. You can say something. This is not in, in, in the points, but you can say something about carriers. Carriers is actually people that is carrying the load. Yeah. Sometimes leadership, it's, it's too much in churches. That's my experience. I don't know about England. Probably it's totally different in England. It's, it's, it's just in other part of words, in other parts of the world, it's like this. But in too, too often it is 80-20, that it's 20 people working very much, and 80% spectators. <laughs> it's, it, 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 and, and I want to challenge you all. 
not with a condemnation uh, finger or uh, not with, because I, I don't know, but I just, I just feel I, I want to say, I want to challenge you with love and, and compelling you for, with the love of God that God has a lot of things for you. Right. And you need to step up, grow up. You need to, 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 uh, to stand up because God wants to use you as a carrier. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. The last point in this story that I, I bring, bring out is there were, I don't know how to say this good in English, but anonymous? Anonymous. 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 You couldn't see them. <laughs> because the Bible don't say what the name. They didn't, they, the Bible don't say so much about their story. Right? So, so they were a little bit... Um, invisible. invisible, right? And, and my point is that they were invisible but powerfully used by God. Yes. 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 And a church that will reach, that's going to reach the level that God has, to go into the next level, need to have a lot of people ready to be invisible but on the same time powerfully used by yes. God. It's not about our name. It's about his name. Right? It's not about our, uh, to show off our thing. Right? When I go to youth conferences, sometimes the pattern is you ask in the end of a youth conference, if you are here and you feel you are called by God to be a missionary on the fields, you are called by God to be one of the fivefold ministry, come forward, I will pray for you. I just took it either way around, everywhere I go. And I say, if you are here and you don't feel you are called to the fivefold ministry, I want to encourage you. I want to speak life into you. I believe in you. You are so needed. You are so needed to step up, to grow up, to, to stand up and do significant things for God, for, for the church. Sometimes in this youth conference, maybe 80% respond. And I don't believe they respond because they are called. They respond because they want a confirmation. They want to be used. They want to be valued. They want to be needed. And I think the church can step up and actually put some more value on the ordinary people, the ground floor people, because we need to work together. We need to take this city. We need to take this Europe together. Yeah. Amen. I don't believe in one-man show. Yeah. E even if I'm standing here alone on the stage screaming at you, I'm sorry. But, but I don't believe in one-man show. I, believe, I don't believe in kingship. I believe in teamship. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. So I'm personally convinced this morning that God has great things in store for this church, for this city. And without carriers, like in this story, it can't be done. So I believe God call you out. Very simple, but call you out today. Yeah. Be a carrier. Amen. Amen. Be a carrier. Come on. Step up. Yeah. Be a carrier. Yeah. Think about it. Pray about it. Get united around the vision. Stop being complicated. Stop being super spiritual. Get natural. Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> Join the army. Join the love revolution. Amen. Amen. God, Amen. he value you so much. He need you. You need people I don't. 
right? You meet people I don't. Matthias, he was part of this church before now. He's, he and his wife is part of our church. Vanessa is leading the worship and the, the work of the worship at home. And they are great people. And, and, and they, they moved to the countryside uh, outside our city. And uh, just a neighbor to, to him, uh, they, he started to, to be friendly like you are. You don't need to work on it. You are so friendly. And, and, and uh, start to speak with him. And, and actually, that was my friend from my childhood. And he had some problem with uh, alcohol. And, and uh, for a couple of Sundays ago, he invited, you kept inviting him and show him love without out fishing with him and, and building a relationship with him. Actually, he was carrying the load. He, he was trying to lead this man to Jesus. And, and he did whatever, uh, fishing and whatever, whatever and, and, and invited him. And after a while, actually, he came. And he came once. And, and uh, my wife was preaching. And uh, when she had the altar call, she, she, she meant, you know, we Christians, we are a little special. When we speak, we, we, we speak, we mean it's by, for, from your heart uh, sometimes. <laughs> and, and she said that uh, if you need to say yes to Jesus, say yes to Jesus high, uh, loudly today. Uh, do it for real. Uh, and she meant for in your heart. Uh, and uh, my, my friend and Matthias' friend was sitting on the front row actually together beside me. And he was weeping the whole sermon. sermon. And, and in the end, and then it ended up, he was screaming, Yes! <laughs> and nobody was used to that. <laughs> Things that we are not used to happened. <laughs> and. Um, Two Sundays, uh, one Sundays ago, he came with, with his girlfriend, and God is start working something in their life. I'm happy that he was ready to carry the load, to carry the bed, to bring him to Jesus. Who's the one that you can carry? Who is the one? What's the kind of load you can carry? You know, this bed probably have four, four. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but you know what I mean when I explain, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, and it's four, four. Maybe you you should. Teammate with someone. Right? Yeah. Teammate with someone. Because if you don't feel no, but I'm not, I'm not sure I can lead this. No, but maybe someone else can lead. But it's hard to lift from one side. So maybe you can say that, okay, I'm ready. I take it from this side. And this guy that lead the project, he will be very happy. Yes. Be a carrier. Yes. Yes. Where can you be a carrier? It's all about leading people to Jesus. Yes. Yes. Amen. This was my word to you, and I will end with my testimony, how I met God in my life. So, so um, I have not been Christian all my life. Actually, this friend that actually was screaming yes to Jesus, we went to school together. And when I, when I was seven, my, my mom come home. My father was sick with a, do you say, tumor? tumor in his head that was growing. When my, I was seven, my mom came home to me and said, your father is dead. And I was totally shocked. I didn't believe it. My two sisters was crying out, and, and, I, and I went out to the near, the forest near. We have a lot of forest. So we went to the forest, and I, I, I went to the forest, and I was screaming out. And I, I was, I don't know why, I was just seven, and I was screaming, I hate you, God! You do not exist. It's interesting to say to someone that don't exist. But I did. And I was crying. And actually, a bitterness started to grow on the inside. 
And I, I went eight, nine, ten, eleven, and we changed school. We changed school. We, we moved from one uh, place to another place, and I changed school. And, and actually, on that school, uh, some friends start to uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, mobba, yeah, bullying. bullying me. And some, some was really cruel. They said that you, you can't be with us because you have, you, you have no real dad. And it was really cruel. And, and actually, I, I was crushed. And I had this. And then my best friend, to make a long story short, uh, and my best friend find Jesus. And, and when he come, came to me and he said, Patrick, I'm a Christian now. I found Jesus. I, I was surprised. What I did was, I was screaming to him. I show him a finger I will not show you. And I say, how can you be so stupid? How can you be so stupid? How can you believe in God? And all this anger, wrath or whatever, bitterness just came out of me. I was, I was surprised myself on my reaction. But I saw a change in my friend. This was one of my best friends also as well. And I saw a change in him. After a couple of months, he asked me to follow to a church. So I followed to a church, a Friday night, a youth, kind of youth event. And, and, and actually that night I prayed, kind of my first prayer, I asked, pray, Jesus, if you exist, I open my door a little bit. That was the kind of prayer, because I was not sure. Sometimes we say, welcome home, or sometimes we say, God is your father, but some people, they don't have any fathers. And when you say church is like a home, they say, oh, no, I don't want that because I know how my home was. We have to be careful how we describe things, right? So, so somehow I was afraid. And then it was a church camp. And I love church camp. I love church trip like this. I believe some of the young people, they encounter God in a kind of special ways when you live together for a couple of days and you're close. So I, I followed to a church camp. I was terrible. So much energy. Every morning I did stupid things uh, before breakfast. Do you know this sugar you put on the cornflakes? So I... <laughs> so when they did it, everything came. And one of our kids leader in church, she, she was there too. And uh, in the morning we went in, sneak in to the girls and took the toothpaste in their hair when they, while they were sleeping. So in the morning they... And a lot of stuff like that in the church camp. I did a lot of stuff. Anyway, uh, gave, you don't have so many young people. So there was no, no advice. It was just, just telling what I did. <laughs> anyway, in the end of that, we had one Saturday night evening and one Bible teacher was there. I don't remember a word what he said, but I was sitting there. If the crowd was here, I was sitting around here. And he started to call out people and he started praying for people. And he prayed for my friend that got saved the first, you remember? He prayed for him and he started to do something that I didn't know anything about. The Bible speak about prophesy. And it's, it's like simply explained prophesy is that God speaks through a man to another. And God speaks through them. And that's what he did. I didn't know anything about that. So he started to speak. And it was perfectly about him. And he didn't know him. He, we never saw this man. And then he took another one. And it, it was spot on. And I was thinking, who is this man? This is scary. I was sitting there. And then in the midst of it, he just turned. And he, he, he turned and he said, can I pray for you? He said. And he pointed at me. And I was, <laughs> please, someone else. And my heart was... It was beating, and, and, and I was so afraid. 
I say, and I, I, what do you do? You are 13 years old, and I, so, so it's, and then it get worse. He said, can you come forward? And I, and I was thinking about all this stuff I did, and, <laughs> and then he said, then he said, this is a true story. Then he said, uh, I'm not preaching now. This is a true story. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> it's a true story. And, and, and he said, I hear God speaks to you. God speaks things about you to me. And I, got, I, I, I felt now today, I've, I know what I felt. I felt the Holy Spirit coming over me. I felt a warm. When, when I stood up and I went f- towards forward. And I never forget this. And I, God told me, I, I don't have any powerful testimony. That was my thought before because I have not been on drugs or, or killing people or whatever. I have no tremendous testimony in that way. Uh, I'm just a simple guy. But, but God told me, you have to tell this everywhere you go. So I, I, I do. When, when I stand there in the aisle, you say aisle, uh, I was standing and he said, God speaks to me, to me about you. And I was just quiet and I felt this warm. And then he said, I hear God say to you, I'm your father. And I can give everything a father can give a boy. And when he said that, it was like somebody took my, what do you call Spine, what do you call it? Just rip away the spine. I was just, in that moment, we, didn't, we were not a charismatic Holy Ghost anointed church in that way. We have no usher that, hmm. <laughs> and then one come with a blanket. Nothing like that. I just, bam, in the floor. And, and I was weeping and weeping. And, and, and my hands, my finger was burning like fire. And, and when I closed my eyes, I saw stuff. I saw uh, African people. I saw people. And, and I remember when I was in Algeria on a mission trip. Algeria, North Africa. I, I never forget. I go, uh, we went with a car from one place to another. And we stopped to buy some yeah, some fresh water and I stood there uh, with a place where you buy water and I turned my eyes uh, on the other side of the street and it was some people there with some stuff on their hair and, and, and beautiful people and, and I saw them and exactly there what I saw it was like a postcard I saw on the floor when I was crying as a 13 years old boy encountered God as my father and, and, and uh, people can laugh at me. People can say you are different. But one thing, sure, I'm different. But I know one thing. God is my father. Yeah. I have not have everything all the time, all together. Uh, I do mistakes. But I know one thing. God is my father. I know where to go when the mistake's coming. Yeah. When I fail, I'm going to my father. Because now I'm not afraid of God. Because he's my father. Yeah. I love him of all my heart. Yeah. And you know what? God is not... Um, he don't, uh, what do you say? He's no respecter, respecter of person. He loves everyone. So if he say this to me, he say this to you. I don't know what you have gone through. But maybe you need to hear today, this morning, that God is your father. He loves you and he can give everything a father can do. And can give. He loves you. And when I'm speaking and challenge you as a church to step up, to grow up, to stand up, be a carrier, this is not needed to be a pressure. It's actually, it's just stretching out your hand towards God, your Father, and He will take your hand and He will actually help you to stand up. Right? Right? Because in the story you see that this man, Jesus say, rise, 
And when Jesus say rise, when Jesus say step up, he actually give you the power to step up. But sometimes we get, so I'm sorry, but sometimes we, we get lazy. Sometimes we, we get, so we, we like to have everything perfect. And, and actually for a while in our church, I actually canceled the prayer meeting. Can you imagine what a terrible man I am? I was tired of this, this prayer meeting had become a gossip meeting. Have you heard about this person? Let's pray for them. Yeah, but tell me a little bit more. <laughs> and we will start begging God. God, give us revival. Give us the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm a bad man. I was thinking, I don't like this prayer. Can't we just pray? Thank you, God, that you have given us the Holy Spirit. Yes. Teach us to live a life in line with you. It become like asking God to do what he already had told us to do. It was like asking God to give what he already had given us. Do you understand my point? God is your father. And I'm so thankful today that I can say that God is my father. I love my God. I love God my father.